0: Uh,
1: yeah wreck a rim, veins power, power <laughs> Yeah, yeah Boy. Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling It is episode 350 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I am Brian Breaker, and of course, I'm being joined out of quarantine by big underscore bane what's going on man dude not a whole lot i made it out alive i am here i didn't go crazy it didn't go crazy wild times though man
1: yeah yeah i i thought i thought for uh for an instance that i was gonna have like a little shining moment you know you're gonna find me out in the here's baney yeah and and it just it never happened so thank the lord but uh yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was wild times yeah like
0: that's been the whole like argument for some people it's like staying home it's not healthy (laughs) you know like people need to get out and like experience life i mean i guess it is what it is but right you know That's yeah it's it's not that's one of those things like me and you are very similar in the fact that like if i go out if i'm like i want to go do something Mm -hmm. it's like i go and then i come back and i'm like oh that was good yep and i'm and i'm set i don't need to be like people like oh i love to be outdoors and camping and hiking and i'm like i'd give up on hiking after half an hour i'll be honest with <laughs> yes. you it's like well i've yeah. hiked well time to go back home send the air conditioner yep but but when you have the option of not leaving it sucks man it's all you want to do
1: especially when it's like that that doesn't just include like going to malls and, and things like that it's like you can't even hit up a drive through right it's like that sucks that's all i want to do i just want to drive out to panda get some orange chicken Come on back. That's it. We can go to DoorDash. It only costs you three times as much. Right, exactly. And then they complain because it's too far of a drive. Then I give them a one-star rating. F you, pal. (laughs) I make that drive all the time. Yeah, all the time. Dude, Panda's
0: so good. It is really good. Have you had it since you've uh, gotten better?
1: No. You need to. Well, today's really the first day that I've been out and about. Um, Appreciate you
0: stopping by.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
1: no problem. No problem. So... uh, (laughs) So, because uh, yesterday I was technically free, uh, but I ended up just
0: the shackles came off.
1: Yeah. So, but I, I ended up just staying at the house that day because I didn't really have anything to do. Uh, but today, you know, I, I I had a feeling. You know, I, I I've been thinking about going and hitting a panda. You know, Amazing. maybe even a second drive through on oh, nice. the way home that nice. we could have some dinner. Nice. Uh, uh, you know, I've been craving Arby's. I've had really weird cravings. Interesting throughout the throughout the COVID experience. Yeah. Like I I I don't really like. Arby's that much? I mean, it's it's hey, I, I easy. Eat it. Big chunk I You're just giving it. that
0: son of a bitch ammunition. I eat it,
1: but it's like it's it's usually low on the list of things for me to eat. So you're not thinking Arby's, huh? Usually not, but I'll be damned if I haven't been craving me a beef and cheddar like a some bitch, like a some bitch. Huh? Yeah. Oh my god,
0: dude. I mean, I'm kind of like you, honestly. Like Arby's is like only good every now and then. Yeah. Have you have their sliders.
1: I haven't, but the, the wife has. And They're good. Yeah. They're the, very good. There's like a uh, – I've also been craving buffalo chicken. I don't think I'll be able to taste it, but, like,
0: I've been hey, craving
1: that really your, bad.
0: Your taste isn't back yet, which is – It is which not. Which is unfortunate because uh, this is be the, the first day you've ever got to try the key lime pie bang, man.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm curious to see if I'll be able to taste this. I've got some uh, radical skedaddles at home, and I texted you this already, but the first time I tried that, it tasted like soap. <laughs> so Which, i was like oh no i'm jeff
0: the <laughs> <laughs> soap tastes like it tastes like windex yeah,
1: right yeah and so and so the the more i drank it the more i was like okay no that that was false alarm i'm not jeff um it's <laughs> it's uh, you
0: thought so, you had a freaky friday incident y- didn't you?
1: yes yeah and uh but so i still can't really taste taste things that well i even made like some super crazy, wack, wacky cookies,
0: and I couldn't taste those. So I was like... If Jeff starts recording some hip-hop, we'll know yeah. that, that you guys definitely switch places. <laughs> but no, I actually really like this one, although I've heard a couple of people... It's not, know, I can't... I mean... Nothing. I can... A
1: hint of lime, but I can... Yeah. I don't um, know if that's more psychological than anything else. Could be. Um,
0: like, that's that's one thing I've, I'm curious about. If I, like, just put up a random mm. one up to your nose and you were blindfolded, if you would have any idea. Yeah. Probably not. Can you taste it? No. Not at all. Huh? It's
1: uh it's carbonated. I yeah, know yeah. that.
0: <laughs> but it's cold, uh, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. It um like I feel a tang in the in the back of my mouth, but I have no idea what it tastes like.
0: That sucks, man.
1: This'll probably have to be something I try like again in a couple weeks.
0: That's that's such a weird thing to lose taste.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's <clears throat> definitely not fun at all. And and that's uh that's a symptom that I guess sticks around for a while. Mm. So that sucks because
0: i really want to enjoy that well that well then would orange chicken be the best idea maybe i don't know i don't Spanish know chicken's pretty it's got some tang to it
1: it does and, you know and what's funny is i've heard like things like lime and lemon actually help bring your taste buds back pretty quick okay so hopefully maybe i'll just drink more of key
0: lime pie maybe you should just drink it all day long get some of that lemon drop some key lime pie and just yeah. be like down the hatch damn right absolutely well, anyway, what do you say uh, we dive into a little bit of wrestling talk here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while breaker and Bay take a little break. Cracking them buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out Stone Cold. Well, big underscore, being We got a lot of wrestling talk to uh, to dive into. How about this? Uh, the news that they've officially canceled Raw Underground. Boo hoo! You yeah. know, I mean, it's.
1: I, I feel like that's one thing that they didn't really give a chance. You know,
0: it, it it came off so different than what they normally do. Yeah, and I think it was also right before the Thunderdome, was it not? It was. And so now they're like, oh, we kind of got people again. Right. Screw this.
1: Yeah, but uh, you know, I'll be honest, man. I I like I like the the concept i think it should have been handled differently sure you know i like the concept of a more i mean we all know it's scripted it's not really about that but a more gritty style mm-hmm. and i think that would have been fun even if they put put the ropes back on it and things like that i mean i think it just a more gritty which nxt is like that you know it's a gritty style you know it's right. darker it has a more like
0: it's not sports entertainment quote unquote right it's a little bit more of like <laughs> a uh like a shoot.
1: And I feel like we need that on the main roster. It doesn't have to actually be a shoot, but I mean, like, I feel like we need that that grittier feel on the main roster.
0: To play devil's advocate here, I remember Jim Cornette brought up a good point, and I know he's controversial, but he had said when they did the brawl for all, he's like, you can't say this is a shoot, because then the right. rest of your show is like, oh, well, that's not a shoot. Right. So when The Undertaker puts Steve Austin up on a symbol. that's yeah. just bullshit, but right. this one two-minute really shitty boxing match, that's real. Yeah. And, and, and I get that. And that's where I think sometimes they put too. If you have such a different variety of stuff in one show, yeah, it's like okay, if you're gonna do that, why yeah. isn't it its own its own thing?
1: Like maybe that should have been the style for SmackDown or something like that. Not necessarily without the roast, but just the darker feel.
0: Or or why isn't it just WWE Underground and right. it's a thirty minute network show? Right, and it's different. It's like oh, what is this? You yeah, know? um, I don't know. But it's an idea I think they could definitely bring back. Absolutely. Uh, Halloween Havoc has officially—they've uh, announced for NXT Halloween Havoc the return of Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal. Oh, that's going to be
1: part of it. It's going to oh, be part of it. Oh hell
0: yeah! So how like I feel like they're going in on this where it's like yeah. okay we're going to have fun with this. Yeah. Like how is this not a takeover? It need, maybe they're just
1: maybe they're just trying it out this year because dude, look at how long we've been begging for it, and look how long it took them to do it. Same within your house. So right, and so maybe they're just testing the waters here and maybe they're like well let's see how this goes and maybe if it goes good people dig it next year it'll be nxt halloween havoc and that'll replace takeover
0: i I, and i get all that but there's just part of this i'm like how how do you need to test halloween havoc out right because to me it's just everyone loves that show well and it's and it's never even been about what's
1: on the show it's just the fact that like it's called halloween havoc right we love that name you know and so it could legit just be you know your takeover for the month and it also it it also could play play into you know the time factor you know they they knew they were at the beginning of the month and not the end of the month for takeover so sure. they couldn't i mean they could have but it's not the same when it's like at the very beginning of the month
0: no no definitely and i get that completely and i also know like october the 31st is actually halloween yeah, it'd be crazy to put a show on that day, right? <laughs> you would be so stupid. Make sure to check out PHPW Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds on Halloween night.
1: That's right, seven o'clock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, legit, I get that you wouldn't do a takeover that night, right? But that being said, I mean, most of this stuff is on demand. Yeah, is everyone watching live? I don't. I don't know.
1: I don't. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I I can't tell you the last time I've watched
0: NXT live. Right, of course. So. Lars Sullivan made his uh, return to WWE recently. Um, Apparently, he was out with a knee injury. I think a lot of people thought he was just not there because of all the controversy.
1: Okay. I mean, that's what I thought. Yeah. He had a
0: a bad knee injury. I guess it was worse than than expected. He's medically cleared. He's back. He beat up some guys in the ring. And then controversy strikes again. Yeah. And uh, apparently, he had been sending some inappropriate messages to a yoga instructor through an Instagram. Um, Hey, was she... Of legal age? As far as I know, yes. At least that's something. <laughs> well, I mean, I, hell, I don't know. I mean...
1: I mean, there's so many that come out and it's like, well, he was DM and a 16-year-old, you know? Right. It's like, I'll, at least, at least be some honest, boy's not a pedophile.
0: I'll be honest, though, I don't know that for sure. Right. I didn't... Based on... I looked up her account. Based on that, I wouldn't think so. Yeah. It looks like she was like a full-time yoga instructor on Instagram. Okay. And, you know, she had like some some sexy pictures, so I, I get it. Right. But not a good idea. No. I mean, it's just like, can this guy make a good decision? Apparently. I think I think he's just a big dummy,
1: is what I Could think. Could be. You know, I think he's just like a big old ogre dumb
0: person. Well, and apparently he had already asked once for something, because her response was like something to the effect of like, I feel like we've been through this already or something. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, good Lord, man. Yeah, just, just keep it in your pants, man. Yeah, please. Please. So uh, definitely not a... Not a good look for him. I mean, I feel like he's had a uh, he
1: he has had some poor decision making skills. Yeah, I mean,
0: his, his twenty twenty has been right on par with COVID. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I yeah. mean, like as far as like bad decisions.
1: Yeah, and I mean, in a lot of stuff coming back to haunt him. I mean, with the the gay porn and and the uh, like all the stuff that he used to tweet about or talk about uh, Steph McMahon on the forums and
0: shit like that. I mean, he's he's made some bad choices. Did you see that apparently there was a thing going around where um, someone tweeted out that Lars Sullivan's next match, and it was a screen grab from that gay porn, and Triple H liked it? (laughs) Yes. He took it off, I guess, and it may have been an accident, I don't know. Right. That's a weird one. It's like, okay, so here's my thing. I I look at him, and I'm like, I get it. He's He's a big guy. Yep. He's thick. He doesn't have that typical
1: look. He's got the very, he's, he's got a very, I remember when he first showed up in NXT, I was like, he's got a very, like,
0: old, 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 like 1930s style look. carnival scary yeah. look. And yeah. I get that. Completely get that. Mm-hmm. And I've also, I also get you've invested time and money. Yep. But at what point do you realize, like, this is not a good, this is not a good decision? Yeah. I mean, there's so many guys
1: on the roster who are not problematic. There's like so this. many guys available.
0: Yeah. That, like, do you need this? Right. That's what I don't understand.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I feel the same way about Dream. Like, you can right. say what you want about, like, you know, I know, I know Dodie has defended him a lot, but it's like, at what point do you, like, this guy's just problematic? You know, there's a lot of problems with this guy. Maybe right. You ought to drop him. And, and then just like,
0: there's always true to a rumor, sure. I think. And, sure. and, and there was enough there that it's like, okay. Yeah. Like, and And even if in the state of Florida that shit's legal for as far as
1: Dream goes, I mean, it's like, I feel like the moral compass comes in. You gotta, you gotta pull back on that shit. You know, it's it like, should. It's not. It's not cool. It but, should. I mean,
0: know. I don't know. I, I feel like that could be a thing where, you know, a stormman be like, yeah, don't give us any Velveteen Dream action figures, right? You know what I mean? Like, right. Uh, it, who knows? So yeah. it's definitely a. Uh, I don't know. They've, WWE's had their share of just like, Stupid shit decisions. Well, sh- shit piles this year. You know what I mean? I'm <laughs> yeah. just like things that have happened where it's like wow that's not that's not good. Yeah. And and I get that in wrestling back in the day like if if the, if people if things were available like they are now, you know, I'm sure a lot of wrestlers would have gotten in way worse trouble.
1: Oh yeah. Most of our childhood heroes are probably way worse than the people out there now. Right. And that's not an excuse. It's just a
0: sign of the times. Right. We now didn't we, have Twitter and shit like that back then. Or ways to I mean even before the iPhone was there a way to a screenshot of text. I don't think yeah. there was. No. I mean, n- no. I I, I think because iPhone was really I think one of the first smartphones right. available. We're you know, a smartphone that's able to do that and so right. that's kind of becoming a thing now. And so people can kind of see your personal stuff and, you know, mm-hmm. and again, that comes down to just you need to make smarter decisions. Yeah. And uh I don't know. Next time you see a hot yoga instructor, maybe don't ask her to send a booty picture. I don't know. Or, you know, I I don't know. Maybe talk to her first.
1: You know, don't let that be the first thing you say. You know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs>
0: and, and I mean, I'm sure there's more to this story. You got to butter the biscuit before you pop it <laughs> in the oven, man. <laughs> Words of wisdom by Big Underscore <laughs> Butter Buttering them biscuits. Oh man, but yeah, we could spend all day on this. It's just a it's an interesting thing, man. That's for sure. Uh, other news in WWE on the more positive side, the WWE draft took place. Uh, I don't know. I've always felt like this is just kind of like, eh. Yeah. More late. Like, I don't. I just don't. I don't. I don't care.
1: Well, especially right now when nobody's touring, it's like, you know, that next week you're gonna see everybody on both shows anyway. Right. Like it's it's not like Raw is in Massachusetts and freaking, you know, SmackDown is in Ohio. <laughs> You know, I mean, they're they're all in the exact same location. So, it, anybody can pop up anytime. So, to have the draft is really kind of
0: silly right now. Unless it's bringing NXT guys up. Right. But then why bring them up? When, like,
1: and I, I feel like, right, if there's not a spot for them. But I, I've always felt like since NXT has become NXT, I've always felt like that's what the draft should be anyway. It sure. shouldn't just be a trade. I think trades should be made throughout the year. I think the draft should be like calling NXT guys up. And maybe each show gets like, Three draft picks, and you make a huge deal out of each one.
0: I I think to utilize social media better, one thing they could do is have like two general managers in place, mm-hmm. whoever they are, and they can be fictional. Like Eric Bischoff when yeah. he was doing it, and whatever. But like whoever the general, like me and you are general managers. I legit just tweet you. Yeah. How about um, you know, I trade you Ray Mysterio for Bobby Lashley. Yeah. And, and like you wait like a day before you respond. Let get everyone talking, get everyone being like, oh shit, yeah, what's gonna happen?
1: Maybe put that emoji where you're thinking or whatever, you know, yeah. like
0: I'm, I'm gonna think about this. And then like either you say, yes, I accept, yeah, or or no, but here's a counter offer, yeah. And then like when a draft, when a trade's actually made, it's like, holy shit, yeah, we just saw a trade, yep, you know, things like that. I mean, I think that they can make it fun, but when they do it like this, it's just like, eh. right, no yeah. one cares. It's like, oh, you're just changing stuff.
1: And how do you feel about the, I'm sure you saw it. The uh, swapping of the titles, mm-hmm. you know, for the tag team championships. Like, I, I get it. I do too. But I also feel it like. It makes them mean like they have no meaning. Right. I also feel like maybe the New Day should have lost. Like, they should have defended the title to a SmackDown team and lost, and vice versa. You
0: know, uh, the. Street Profits should have defended against a Raw team and lost. That, to me, seems like a bunch of people in a room trying to come up with an idea. and They can't come up with one they all agree on, so it's like, well, let's just do this. Right. And it's like, oh, what a terrible idea.
1: Yeah, because the team can always win it back. Right. But it's uh, for you to just be like, well, you guys are smacked down now, so grab the blue belts.
0: <laughs> it's, it's a little bizarre. It, it was. And then they also split up the New Day. A lot of people were upset about, about this.
1: Yeah. And I think it's because I you can do those pushes without splitting them up sure you know I done it. right i mean kofi kingston was the champion while you know uh, biggie and xavier wizards was a was tag team and so i don't think that you have to split them up for everybody to be a champion i think it's weird that you guys did that but you know
0: it is what it is but to be fair though on the other side of that they've been together longer than almost anybody in wwe history as far as a team
1: as far as factions go i think they're the longest faction i've ever known of even like you think about the four horsemen look how many iterations that
0: had right or even think of like the the dx when it was like x Pac and the outlaws right that felt like they were around forever it was only about a year or two it was a year yeah they like literally triple h turned on dx at wrestlemania i think 15 Mm -hmm. he turned on x Pac that night yeah they formed the day after WrestleMania fourteen. Yeah. One year they were together. No, they they got back together and, sure, and all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. like their actual run where they were like the hottest in the industry. One year. Yeah. That's insane. But again, wrestling was so big at that time it felt longer. Yes. But I don't know. Like I I'm kind of the like let's let's wait and see what happens. But it is kind of it does seem very premature.
1: I think, well, and I also too, it, it, it's more than a faction. It really feels like it's just three brothers who are just there together. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really feel like, you know, a storyline faction. Right. Yeah, and I think that's where it kind of, I think it hurts the hardest for most of the fans.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, but we will see what happens. Anyway, let's, uh, let's take a break from here and uh, dive into a little bit of movie talk. Let's do it.
2: This is
1: Break up and bay, I've got the movies here, yeah, this is. Break up and bay, I've got the movies here, oh, this is. Break
0: up and bay, I've got the movies here, yeah, this is. Break up and bay, I've got the movies here. Oh. Alright, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? Well, I'll tell you what we got now, Big Underscore Bane, Uh, the release of, how about Batman, Death in the Family? This comes off uh, a very, very famous comic book, which featured the death of Jason Todd, who was Mm -hmm. Robin at the time, and uh, I thought, this is a great one to make for an animated film. Yeah. And then DC upped it, we talked about it before, like, Interactive. Yes. You were super on board for this.
1: Yes, because I uh did the interactive uh banner snatch on, on Netflix with uh the, the Black Mirror.
0: Which and is awesome. It's a great idea. It,
1: yeah, great idea and it's actually pretty damn fun. I, I I've loved I I was I never did them, but I always loved the concept of the choose your own adventure yeah. growing up. And so it just for they them th-
0: to implement that in movies now is amazing. They used to have them in the Goosebumps books. Yeah. And I thought I always thought it was, it was a cool idea Would you Brought up that snatch. I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. a great idea. So you rented Batman Death Death in the Family mm-hmm. and realized that the digital version, it's not interactive. Yeah. How, I got how a, weird is
1: that? I got about 10 minutes in and I was like, where are, oh, are these choices coming Maybe Maybe it takes a little while. And then I, there was at one point where I was like, okay, I know I'm about to make a choice. And then it's like, nope, no choice. And then about 30 minutes in, all of a sudden I see credits. I'm like, well, shit. And it's an hour and a half film, so it's like, I guess you just watch all the different versions.
0: <laughs> oh, is that what it is?
1: Yeah, because it's an hour and a half film, but 30 minutes in, the credits start rolling, and then it starts over again. And so it's and like, it's the same movie? Well, I didn't watch it after that first run-through. I was mm. just like, eh, fuck this, you
0: know. So it's basically like a 30-minute story that you can watch four times. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so
1: it's... Uh, you know, it is what it is, but yeah. I, uh, I'm glad I rented it for $5 and not spent $20 on it. I did think when, when I rented it, I was like, well, this is kind of bizarre that they would, cause normally the DC films, like you have to buy them at first. Like you can't just rent them outright, like at the very beginning when they get released. And so I was kind of surprised that death in the family was able to be rented immediately, but now it makes sense.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. But anyway, more to that is i actually saw an article on IGN that talked about that where the interactive feature is only available on the dvd slash blu-ray mm-hmm. and then i saw the blu-ray at walmart and it actually said that on there yeah um i don't know man super bizarre
1: yeah because they did not make that very known before they uh, released this film
0: yeah so i don't know kind of uh kind of shooting and miss right
1: yeah a little bit i mean it's still fun it's kind of a rehash of under the red hood sure you know but it's uh it's it's
0: fun Uh, Yeah, very interesting. Um, Also, some news. We talked about this a bit last week, but there was a rumor that they were trying to get Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire to sign on for the uh, MCU Spider-Man 3 film. Mm -hmm. They have now officially signed on.
1: Nice. Are we going to get uh, Tobey Maguire doing his emo dance?
0: see i don't know in this spider-man 3 they're thinking that this is a probably a scene not like they're going to be in the movie like for a long period of time but more a scene i really want to see him dance again in this movie that killed spider-man 3 for me (laughs) (laughs) i so thought that movie was gonna rule and his version
1: of venom is the most ridiculous version ever
0: yeah not good and um, or the black suit spider-man excuse me yeah where did this come from yeah (laughs) Power <laughs> feels good. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? All right, Sally, yeah, settle down, settle down, Sally. But, uh, <laughs> so they're thinking I, apparently, Doctor Strange is going to be in this, and he may have something to do with this alternate universe where okay. these other Spider Man show up. Cool idea, I think.
1: Is it? Is it going to be kind of telling the uh, end of the multiverse?
0: story a little bit? That's what they're thinking. Okay. I'm cool with that. Well, because in the Doctor Strange film, which is supposed to be kind of in the horror genre a little bit, that yeah. he's, it's going to be like the Multiverse of Madness or something. Uh, okay. He deals with that in some capacity and then, you know, they're showing up there. And then, of course, in the Morbius movie that's coming out or is supposed to come out this year, um, Michael Keaton mm-hmm. has a little bit of a role in that. And he played Vulture in, yes. the first, in Spider-Man Homecoming. So that's he's an MCU character. So that's kind of thinking like, oh, that's that opening the door where there's more crossover. Yeah, is that possible that we see Tom Holland show up in the new Venom film? I mean, I don't know. Like, I think all this is cool though.
1: I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool too. I, I hope that's uh that's kind of what they're planning, man, because that would be
0: awesome. And this also kind of gives me an opportunity to trash out DC movies, which I know you'll enjoy. This mm-hmm. they could do this all along and they haven't.
1: Yeah, yeah, because. uh you know, i mean they they've got the multiverse thing it's there down pat you know i mean it's yeah it's that's like a known in the dc world is the multiverse so yeah. uh, they could absolutely easily do this but they they don't they don't yeah. i th- i think it all comes down to they know what they got and they just try to capitalize on names they do and uh you, they don't really focus so much on telling good stories i think joker is the first time that they've actually tried to tell a good story
0: yeah, I agree. They just capitalize on that name value because mm-hmm. even Iron Man wasn't the most popular Marvel character. No, he, he,
1: he was third string to me yeah. until like, because to me, I always felt like it was like X-Men, Fantastic Four. And then you got guys like Iron Man and shit
0: like that, you know? Right. Well, and then also too, like Black Panther, he wasn't mainstream, I didn't think. Hell no. I
1: didn't. Ant-Man? I, I had only heard of most of these names that are huge box office draws now. Right. So it's, uh yeah, it's, it's insane. Yeah, so
0: it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting for sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, what do you say we dive into a little bit of Toy Talk here? Let's do it. Here we
1: go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break a will Do a bit of Toy Talk. Here we go.
0: Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break a remain. Do a bit of Toy Talk. All oh, right, big underscore bang. We got an interesting toy talk here. Uh, something you're pretty familiar with the AEW Chase figures. A lot of people are upset because they put these up on ringside and, um, you know, the uh, one 1,000, one in 500,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they're selling them for bank. Yeah. People are paying it. Chases are not really new to us because Funko. Yes. And it was like even you when you had FIO toys you bought a, a funko that had a chase mm-hmm. mostly because you knew that you could make all your money back selling the chase
1: yeah usually cuz a box would be about you know 30 bucks for the box that chase would usually sell for about 40 so that would be where i made my money back and everything else was straight profit
0: yeah it was um,
1: but it was also hard to sell those regular ones cuz everybody just wanted the chase
0: right well, and I remember you bought like three boxes of Finn Balor because mm-hmm. he had that demon chase.
1: Yeah. I actually still have about five Finn Balors at home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and that's the thing is like there's so many. It's like. Right. And no one. Everyone wants to chase. You right. Know? So. Yeah. So Ringside recently put up a bunch of the chases for, you know, much more money than retail. Mm-hmm. and This is making a lot of collectors upset. I mean, that's why you made the bet, right?
1: Yes, because <laughs> you knew yes. no one
0: was going to find these.
1: Yeah, I knew, I knew they were never going to hit shelves, and uh, that's that's the unfortunate part about it, but that is also the reality of it. Is I mean, you are going to have people like Ringside, uh, who are probably going to make a deal with everybody, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as far as the uh, the manufacturer, like hey, send those over here and uh, we'll 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 sell them, you know, and it just is what it is. I mean, even if even if those would have made the rounds at Walmart. The people stocking that shelves wouldn't
0: have put them on the shelf. Well, and it comes down to like you know the elite lines. Each line has a collector's edition, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're just showing elite eighty, which has got that collector's edition Rocky Johnson. Yeah. Simply because I think Mattel thinks, well, if we make a regular Rocky Johnson, will that sell? Right. Maybe, maybe not, because a lot of you know people may not know who that is, other than just the Rock's dad. Right. So they make it a collector's edition, make it more valuable, so on and so forth. And I like, I totally get all that. Sure. But, like, that's available to every store. Yeah, every store should potentially at least get one of these. Absolutely. When it's a one in five hundred, not every store is getting one. Nope. And um, and like I like I've said with Funko Pops, dude, I have never. I think one time I saw a Chase on the shelf. Just yeah. Happened to see it. I, you know, I don't know. It just doesn't seem as likely here. And even with the the Mattel, they're doing the chases. But again, it's every case. Yeah. It's getting a chase. And that's, that's a
1: different, different scenario. If it was like, you know, let's think Funko had the one in 500, one in 1,000 numbers. Like you remember, those would usually be at like SDCC and shit like that. Sure. But, and going for bank. Right. You would never see those at just some random hot topic. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it stuff like that is super valuable and that's why they are 1 in 500, 1 in 1,000 and it's you, it, if somebody ever finds something like that on the shelf, they better, it's like, that's like Willy Wonka's golden ticket, man. Right. It's it, going to be
0: impossible, so. Well, and, and in my collecting, I'd never I'm like, oh, God, I hope I find it. Yeah, cause right. I'm, like, oh, where I'm yeah. not going to, you know. Right. So, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting that that ringside I mean of course they did that you know right. I mean, it wasn't shocking to me at all no well,
1: and I, I do feel like the price tag's a little bit much I mean I know people are going to pay that but it's like I don't care about that figure that much to get, spend not to pay five times
0: as much Right? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not paying a hundred
1: bucks for that figure
0: yeah that, it is a lot of money that's yeah. for sure anyway let's uh, let's take a break uh, let's get RJ from Ringside Rant back on the show he'll be returning here for part two and we'll be back to close it up boom it's time for the interview segment
1: on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour with RJ from the Ringside Rant. And last week, man, we kind of we kind of dove into backyard wrestling a little bit, and you know, kind of what got you into um, into watching pro wrestling and being a fan. And all the all the good times from the early days, all the good times from the Attitude Era, and uh, we even kind of talked a little bit about wrestling in 2020 with no fans, and uh, you know the use of things like the Thunderdome and um, pivots that the world has had to make b- based on the the pandemic we're all currently a part of. Uh, but we got to talk about your podcast, man. Um, sure. I think much like me and Bane and Fully Posable and doing the favor, uh, we all have this love for. Th- this this love for the game, I guess you could say, as far as doing a podcast. Uh, what got you into wanting to do a uh, a weekly uh, wrestling based podcast?
2: Um, well, it probably goes back a number of years. I've been doing um, the current. I I I kind of do two different halves, kind of like you do different hat two halves of the show yourself. I do. I guess there are two different halves of the ringside rant. The first half was pretty much you know getting you know accustomed to. You know, talking to other people, talking to wrestlers, and, you know, just going back and listening to the first or a couple, a couple of the first interviews that I did, it just they just sounded like complete garbage, and just the audio, and just sure. talk, basically going to... I try. I try to do it now differently than I did before because before I was basically going to the Wikipedia page and said, "Oh well, I noticed that you trained with such and such, and you, you, you your first match was in this year, and you know your finishing move is this, this, uh, this move. How did you come up with that?" Um, and now I just kind of, kind of do what we're doing, just kind of you know, you know, shooting the ball, talking shop kind of thing. Um, but uh, but no, I started you know listening to podcasts. A buddy of mine at my shoot job said, "Hey, yeah." Uh, you know, you, you know, you talk a lot about wrestling. You should really listen to, you know, podcasts. I'm like, oh, what the heck's a podcast? Right. And he's like, oh, you have an iPhone? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, go to that purple icon, and uh, it's called podcast. Look at it and download it. So I, you know, I downloaded it, and you know, I searched a bunch of things, and the first thing that came up was something to wrestle with with Bruce Pritchard and Conrad Thompson, and I'm like. Okay, I know who Bruce Pritchard is. I don't know who this Conrad Thompson guy is, but um, you know what? The hell, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a whirl because I knew Bruce Pritchard. He has such a wealth of knowledge as far as professional wrestling goes and all that stuff. Uh, one thing led to another. Really enjoyed their shows. They had shows in like Dusty and Lex Luger, and I'm like, man, that's my wheelhouse. That's when I, you know, really loved what wrestling.
0: I really like their concept too of topics. I thought that was really fun
2: exactly and that's kind of how i, I didn't want to really steal <laughs> excuse me their stuff too much you know doing the watch alongs and stuff like that but um but uh, no i i heard that and then that led to going over to conrad when he did the rick flair show because i've always been a huge rick flair fan and i'm like oh i just want to hear flair talk shop and you know, most of the time when he was podcasting, he was working out or he was eating or something. So it's like, okay, well, this audio kind of stinks. And
0: <laughs> as good of a talker as Flair was, he was not the best podcaster, was he?
2: No, he was the kind of the guy that was. You had to see him live. If you saw him yeah. on TV or you saw him live in person, then he was absolutely phenomenal. If he was recorded. It's like, eh, okay, he kind of lost a little bit of the gusto, but. He still had a little bit of an H there, but, um, but no, I, I went from that and I said, okay, I can do this. Let me try it. So I, you know, got online and, you know, this goes back when I actually started Twitter. It's like, holy crap. If if it wasn't for professional wrestling, I wouldn't have Twitter right now. Right. Um, and I got on that. It became fast, fast friends with, uh, you know, guys from View from the top rope podcast, um, on the visionaries global media, cheap plug. um, And, you know, listen to their stuff. And then I said, okay, well, why don't I, you know, got in touch with one of their listeners who is um, over from the UK. And I said, hey, let's start something with, you know, just doing review shows, you know, good, the bad, the ugly of the week and started doing that. And I'm like, okay, that got old real quick because that was when WWE is just absolutely the, you know, crap. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't be negative about wrestling (laughs) as hard as it can be sometimes, but I'm like, oh, why not? Okay. I'm like, dude, let's just take a break. I'm going to go start doing interviews and stuff like that. And one thing led to another, I had guys like, you know, LSG, I had, you know, just incredible. I had these guys and I'm like, all right, well, I I still can do this. And, you know, one thing led to another, I kind of just, you know, got old real quick and took breaks here and there because it just got, became too much like a job, but, um, you know, fast forward to current day, um, you know, just started this concept, started about a year ago, uh, back in, uh, I want to say about May-ish last year, May, about April or May, and, uh, you know, just hit the ground running, met a lot of guys, like you mentioned, you know, the Fully Pulsable, doing the favor guys, um, yourself and, and, and Bain, and, you know, just became part of this community, and, you know... this podcast thing is just so you know everybody everybody has one now Mm -hmm. but and i tell a lot of people that you know i'm not saying i know everything i clearly don't just ask my wife um and you know people come to me and ask me okay how do i get started with this or how do i do this i said just you know find something that's unique Something similar to like what you what you do with back to the Nintendo. Something that not everybody's doing but they still have that nostalgic feeling about sure. it, you know what I mean? And that's where I came up with the you know, you know, the watching the matches that like like when I had you on, let's come up with a match that we see we deem fit should be into the hall of fame of matches because, you know, we he, he hear people that, oh, he should be in the Hall of Fame or he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame or whatever. I'm like, okay, why don't we do that with matches? Right. You know what I mean? Because there's just so many matches out there. I'm not just talking, you know, WWE. We've done, I've done WCW. I've done ECW. I've done, N, like, old school NWA. I did Kerry Von Erich and uh, uh, Rick Flair from Dallas Stadium back in 84 with uh, Jared Fritz from the NWA, one of the referees. And, you know, it's... One of those things where, you know, it's kind of you know, therapeutic because you, is, yeah. you forget you forget about that normal nine to five whatever job that you have, ten eight hour eight to ten hour a day or whatever, and you just sit there and you just talk, you shoot the shit. You know, you just talk, shop, whatever the case may be. You watch wrestling, you talk about that. And then it just snowballs from that. I'm like, if you know If a year or two ago, if I were to look at myself now and say, hey, you're going to talk to, you know, Dr. Tom Pritchard, you're going to talk to, you know, a lot of these higher, you know, these higher ranked uh, Alex Hammerstone from the MLW, I I would have said you're crazy. You know, I wouldn't have thought I would talk to, you know, Dimitri Young and Jason Kendall from, you know, Major League League Baseball All-Stars and, you know, just meet you know, great, great people like yourself and Bain and doing the favor and fully posable, boots to the face, Irish whip, all these great podcasts out there. Um, and I know I'm forgetting a lot of people, but you know who you are, but, um, it's just, you know, we're doing this because we have that love of professional wrestling. We have that love for, um, you know, just talking and to each other just talking shop watching wrestling all that good stuff and uh like i said there's just so much out there you got to find something that's near and dear to your heart and you know talk about it you know it doesn't have to be a marathon podcast like a conrad thompson enterprise of you know anywhere from two to four hours or whatever you don't have to do that you can do a 45 minute 45 minute to an hour interview or show or whatever and It could be just as good as a four-hour interview or a four-hour podcast. Excuse me. And, uh, you know, you can listen and watch a lot of these shows now. You've seen so much good stuff on YouTube, too. It's just technology now. I'm like, I would have – I I I couldn't imagine it, you know, 10 years ago looking at it now.
0: And that's the whole thing is, like, when me and Bane – Kind of when I had the idea to do a podcast, I did a podcast with another guy because mm-hmm. I had uh, I had been talking to a couple of my friends uh, from Missouri, you know, where I started wrestling and stuff. And they were kind of telling me about Steve Austin's podcast and, and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun, and and I was like, well, when do you listen to him? And the guy was like, well, I listen to when I drive or when I go to the gym and stuff. And I'm like, well, that's a good idea, you know. And then all of a sudden, I started listening while I drove and listening when I went to the gym, and and it's like it, all of a sudden I found this whole other thing where I'm like I'm listening to shoot interviews while I drive or while I work out this Mm -hmm. is amazing you know and uh, and that's when I I found how how fun podcasts can be and I did one with a guy absolutely loved it I thought it was so much fun and I immediately thought of Bane I was like he would be a really good uh, co-host me and him have known each other for most of our lives and so it kind of snowballed and it's just one of those things like to me I like you were talking about kind of like the nine to five thing, right? Like watching the matches and stuff. I think for me, I need that like creative outlet of something that I look forward to. And I've compared it a lot to like the movie Fight Club where Mm -hmm. they all go and fight on a Saturday night and beat the crap out of each other. It's like, well, that's not for normal people. But uh, for me, once a week, sitting down, talking wrestling, talking movies, whatever it is I decide I want to talk about. Or like you you mentioned back to the Nintendo, which I also do, like just talking retro video games, whatever it might be. There's something very um, therapeutic about that. And and that's what I think is the most fun is just being able – like right now, me and you, we've connected through podcasting. We've never met in person, but we're sitting here talking for an hour about all kinds of stuff. And I think that that's what's so cool about this whole podcasting platform
2: yeah and like I said if it wasn't for podcast if it wasn't for you know Twitter or what have you you know I wouldn't have you know, quote unquote met guys like you or right. you know the other podcasts that we've mentioned here on the show today uh, and it, it's it, it's funny because you know my wife or my mom or my sister-in--law will ask me well why do you do? You know what you do? Are you getting paid for it? I'm like, well, yes and yes and no. You know, I have the merch store that you know I have out there. People can get shirts, or you know, I have you know sponsors and all that stuff that help me out with certain things. But you know, I'm just doing it. Out of, you know, because to do it, you know,
0: it's love of the and, game.
2: Exactly because if I wasn't <laughs> if I wasn't doing it, I'd be doing other things that you know probably would get me in a heck of a lot more trouble. But right, um, but yeah, you're just doing it for the love of the game and you know you you say oh my you know my buddy oh you never met him before oh okay that's fine I'm like we still talk on a regular basis and all that stuff so it's not like it's uh you know you don't have to you know see each other every day you don't have to talk to each other every day or physically meet um each other uh to really you know be friends with each other but um you know it goes back to I went to. Starcast last november in baltimore and you know hooking up with a lot of people that you know like you said you met online a guy like jay-z flair uh that i've physically actually met in person for first time him and paul eb and um you know uh, tiffany and kyle over from the all elite podcast uh just meeting them for the first time and you know didn't miss a beat it's kind of that old wrestling rule where you know wrestlers don't have to see each other for ten years, but when they do, it's not like they miss a beat. They go right back into, hey, you remember when this happened or we did that or, um, it's kind of similar to that with podcasting because oh,
0: it's without a doubt. I mean, that's exactly how it is, and you know, I, I know that from my wrestling career. You know, seeing mm-hmm. guys that I haven't seen in six, seven, eight years, maybe more, and all of a sudden you, like you said, you pick but right up where you left off, like you never missed a beat.
2: Yeah, and and, it, and it's so great to see because it's all—it's a b- big giant family. It really is. Whether it's podcasting, whether it's video games, whether it's you know figure collecting or whatever the case may be, you know, you just become that n- close knit family. And Absolutely. you know, and, and of some some of that stuff, some of that is what a lot of people really do need today. Because what, especially now with the way that this year has been. You know, you get messages every once in a while, I'll, I'll send messages out, hey, have a good day, whatever the case may be, to just people that are in the community, outside of the community, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it just makes the day start a little bit easier, even though I started, <laughs> I get messages from uh, Sammy Evans from probably about 4.30 4 in the morning or something, hey, have a good day, thanks, bud, or Nick Haddock, or whatever the case may be, but... Um, And I'll send them out every once in a while. I'll talk to Dobro or whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be. And, um, hey, have a good day, man. Just, you know, just kind of stuff like that will get you through the morning, get you through the day. And, um, it'll, and I definitely, I definitely needed it this week, too. Just kind of limping, like I mentioned to you, while we set this up, is, man, I just, I got one more day of work and then I'm off until after Labor Day for on vacation. And it's just like, oh, just get me there because it's like, you know, sleeping in for me now because I've done the job for so long. I'm up at I've been up at four thirty every day for the last you know eleven eleven years almost. And yeah, sleeping in for me now is like seven. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> I hear you. I'm I'm the same way. I do alternating shifts, so I'm like days and nights, and it gets brutal. And when I'm on days, like I'll have a day off, and all of a sudden I, I look up and it's like six thirty a.m. I'm like, what am I awake for? You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it just but- it's programmed into your into your body.
2: And I blame it all on my pets too. I get we got we got two cats and a dog, and every single I get a cat right next to my head. Meow, I'm like, oh, just go away. And my wife wonders why I don't want any more cats after they go. It's like right. I don't want to wake up right now. Go away. Go you know go feed yourself. It's like another kid. <laughs> um, but they can't. So whatever. <laughs>
0: right. But I mean, you, you were talking before about other podcasters and stuff, and everyone kind of supporting each other. I think a cool thing about that is everyone can appreciate the hustle. You know what I mean? Like you'll see other guys do a show. Like I have a buddy named Charlie Shaw, who, mm-hmm. who was just on our just on our show a couple of weeks ago, Big Chuck, and he started his own podcast. And it's called a lead eight showdown, where he does like these really goofy tournaments of different topics, right? And kind of does an eight eight entrant tournament and to figure out the winner. And we've known him for for years and, and talked to him and stuff like that. And I, so like when he you know tells me hey i'm starting a podcast i'm like awesome you know what i mean like it's that's so cool because that gives me another another person i know that's in the podcasting game i think i think stuff like that's super cool
2: yeah like you said it's just a snowball effect because you meet one person and you hear them talk about that person or this person or you know i think the way i got hooked up with you guys is you know through through uh, barry and eric and then as well as with um uh, Jeff and Scott, you know, just talking about, oh, big underscore Bane, this and this, and then you're, you're you know, Breaker Beans Power Hour, then back to Nintendo, and it's like, it's just a snowball effect there, it's like, I it's like I, I, look at my phone now, and it's just like, okay, I have so many freaking podcasts I subscribe to, I'm like, I don't have enough time in the day to listen to them all, but somehow, yeah, yeah, some way, I get through it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and to me, like, what's what's been interesting about that, is when I first kind of started Doing podcasting myself, I was listening to all of what I would always call the mainstream podcasts, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and and I kind of slowly kind of deleted a lot of those, and now it's you know my my feed is fully posable. It's uh, doing the favor. It's it's your show. It's mm-hmm. a bunch of my I don't want to mention all of them because I'll, I'll I know I'll miss some, but all my all my buddies that do podcasts, you know, and and to me like that's why I like to have guys like you on or you know, Steve from the PPW podcast on or, or other podcasters. Cause it's like, we can help each other out. Right? Like, so if, if mm-hmm. somebody heard me on your show and then they came and checked out my show because they heard me on yours and that that's helping both of us. So you come on my show, maybe a handful of people go and subscribe to ringside rant now because they heard mm-hmm. you here. And I think that that's what, that's, what's so cool. We can all help each other and build those audiences up,
2: you know, and that's, you know, it's all well and good to give all the, uh, you know, like you said the mainstream, the Conrad Thompsons, you know Jericho's podcasts, all these great other, and they do a fantastic job. But you know sometimes, you know I, I I've done the same thing too. I still subscribe to a lot of them, but I pick and choose what I listen to because sure. I want to listen to a lot of you know your guys stuff and all the podcasts that we've talked to, uh, talked about. Excuse me on d- during the time we've chatted today, um, just because I know. You know, I know how it is to look at your phone and see you got XYZ, you know, listens or you see that, hey, so-and-so listened to your, their, your podcast and they thought it was fantastic or they really liked your interview or they liked the video game that you, you uh, you know, you talked about or whatever. And that's that's kind of what I try to get myself into doing now is listen to a lot of these. No, I, I'll call them independent podcasts.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
2: Um, Because... You know a lot of the like I said the mainstream guys they you know they're making good money off of the podcast I'm like I and mean, I'm not saying a lot of the the, the 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 independent podcasts aren't but they're not making you know Conrad Thompson or Jericho right. money or it's not you know, quit you know, your stuff. job
0: money as I always say
2: R- right exactly and you know I think we all have the same dream of possibly doing that one day but at the end of the day we all figure on that it's probably not going to happen we'll consider it a hobby now and right if something if something happens something happens you know and and that's what i tell you know my mom or my wife or my sister well, well why don't you get paid for it i'm like i don't know i'm just doing it because i like it and if somebody hears it you never know who's going to hear this show that i'm doing with you today or the show i'm doing with uh uh seth from ringside art or ringside design i think it is now on on monday you know when that comes out next week um so you never know who's going to hear it. You never know what connection so-and-so is going to have that says, hey, I I heard this show with RJ. He interviewed, you know, Dr. Tom, or you interviewed Dave LaCrecca or whatever. He does a really great job. We, he should, you know, try out for this job or that job that we have here as a broadcaster or, you know, some sort of media guy. So it kind of snowballs after that. And, you know, as – as small, close-knit as the podcasting and the wrestling community can be, sometimes, a lot of the times it can be so big and so large and so beneficial to a lot of people. Absolutely. That you know, you normally don't, you wouldn't meet if you didn't do you know this show or that show or whatever the case may be.
0: No, and and that's and that's the whole thing. It's like you know, this year at WrestleMania, I had plans to go to go. Not necessarily because I was like. Wanting to watch Wrestlemania. It's because I wanted to. I wanted to meet everybody in person. And you know. I had. All these people I wanted to do. In person podcasts with. Because I thought. Oh man. That'll be so much fun. You know. And. Obviously. Plans derailed there. um, For everybody. Not just me. But. It it is what it is. But. To me. Like that was going to be the. uh, The main event. I guess. Of that whole week. Was. Getting to meet everybody. You know. Do the Fig Life meetup, Do some Mm -hmm. podcasts. If there was time. And. And things of that nature. But. No, I think it, I think it's a really cool community, and I think it's really I, we have to touch on this because I want to I want to get to this before sure. before we wrap up. But sure. the Fig Life community, um, yeah, that has been such a cool thing that Jeff and Scott kind of came up with and brought all these people together with a mutual love of wrestling collectibles, wrestling figures, whatever it might be. Um, you know, you mentioned uh, last week the Pillow Buddies was so. Is, is figure collecting still something you you do? Is it Are you a part of that? Is it Something you're into? Because I know some people kind of fall in and out of it, or they get really into it, then they kind of back off, or whatever it might be.
2: Yeah, I got into it, uh, you know, I, growing up I had all the LJNs, all that. You know, I had the Hogan's, I had the Pipers, I had the Steamboats. And, you know, I've told the story before. I won't go too dark, deep into it because I'll just get mad about it. But uh, my dad actually threw all the LJNs out that I had. So all the Hogans that could be worth something nowadays are the Pipers, the Savages, or whatever. They're gone. Oh, yeah. But, I'm,
0: I'm um, pretty much in the same boat. Like, mine might yeah. be in an attic somewhere, but the likelihood that they're still there is, yeah. you know, unlikely. And it's it makes you sick almost because you're like, ah. Oh. <laughs>
2: you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, mine
0: were beat up, but still, you know.
2: But, no, and fast forward probably, you know, my wife and I got married in um, – well, it'll be 11 years this october but um you know i started to get back i don't believe it or not she's the one that got me back into it because she knew how big of a wrestling fan that i was she actually the first figure i had got um is actually physically right behind me obviously we're not in so you can't see it but it's a um uh unmatched fury roddy roddy piper
0: oh those were so much fun that was that the oh, statues God.
2: Yeah, yeah yeah, and i never took it out i never took it out of the box oh nice. and i kind of put that away and got out of the of collecting all that stuff and i like i said i got you know in touch with like doing the favor fully posable you guys all that stuff and i'm like oh man i'm gonna get back into it and you know you know eric got me back into it. he sent me a uh, retro fest rick flair and i kind of just snowballed from that and i knew I, on and off in college i bought a few um but I always kept them at my mom's house because I never wanted to keep it in, in my dorm room because that's not cool, and you want to sure. meet chicks, and you want to bring them back, and all that, and that wasn't cool. Right. And you know, then I got to, to the point there, and I'm like, hey, mommy, she's like, you got to come and get all these stupid figures out of my basement. I'm like, right. okay, fine. So I, so I got back there, and I found all my old figures. I actually found um, three of my LJNs that I thought were thrown out, um, B. Brian Blair, Greg Valentine, and Bob Orton. Nice. Nice. Uh, and those are those are probably two of my between those and my Piper are, are kind of like those ones I'm never going to get rid of. Um, but and then it just snowballed from that, you know. And I got my son into it. My I've, I, I don't buy as much. It's not a weekly um, a, week, a weekly purchase kind of thing. It may maybe once twice a month if that. But um, it, like I said, if it wasn't for you know the figure, the figure community. Um, you know, guys, like I said, guys like doing the favor, fully posable. Um, you know, a lot of the Ohio players would be Drew Vensel, uh, Tara, Dobro, uh, GBM, you know, Nick Haddix. And, And I'm sure, I know I'm missing a lot of people and I apologize. Um, Greco being one of them, cleaner being another, um, you know, I wouldn't be sitting next to a lot of these defining moments, uh, Randy Savage and, um, and Chris Jericho, that they, you know, sent me for my birthday. Which, you know, I, it's when you get something like that, your mind goes straight back to that time you saw that match because Chris Jericho has the two titles. Of, uh, de- well, the W—I call it the WCW, the Big Gold, and then the uh, the Big Eagle, the Winged Eagle, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to when you're watching these guys, watching them debut in, in the company, or watching them on WCW. Um, and then Savage is just like, I can't, you know, Savage was one of the, was later in life, Savage was my guy because growing up, I absolutely hated him. So and, in essence, I guess he really did his job. Sure. Um, but then on top of that, at three defining moments, I have that, those two and then I have Sting from the um, 1990 Great American Bash with the uh, red, white and blue.
0: Absolutely, heck yeah!
2: And and that was one. That one grabbed my attention. I'm like, I got to deal with that. I think that one. I got that one for like, I want to say maybe twenty five or thirty bucks. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, I gotta grab it now. And <laughs> my wife's like, yeah, the bank, the bankroll. Well, we can't, we can't afford any more extra, uh, uh, extra, pay, extra, extra bills or whatever. I'm like, oh well, I guess I'll be sitting on these figures for a while then. Um, <laughs> but you know, and and, and sometimes you know you can find those bargains out there. You really can. You Absolutely, know, I'll yeah. I, I, every once in a while I'll go to um, you know, a big lots or one of these. Honestly, the the oh, sometimes the grails are really you go to a lot of these goodwills. Some of the goodwills have to these stuff too. Um not yeah, as much And that's much, what's so crazy but,
0: about wrestling figures is you never know. Like I mean TJ Maxx or Ross or Marshalls, I've seen figures there. Mm-hmm. I mean not always good ones, but I've seen stuff there and you just never know.
2: Yeah. But, you know, like I said, if it wasn't for for that stuff, like you said, you wouldn't have a lot of a lot of us wouldn't you wouldn't have met and wouldn't have, you know, fallen back in love with, you know, figure collecting um, because, uh, you, know, you know, being as, you know, unlike, like I said, being as old as you and I have are, um, you know, you go back to those LJNs when they're actually like brand new.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember, I remember the very first LJN brand new I ever got was, uh, Jesse Ventura. Mm-hmm. And you know I didn't, I wasn't a, around for a lot of the LJN stuff. I was, you know, I was, I was born in 85. So by the time I got to collecting two or three years old, actually, because I started very young, but, um, around that time they were already kind of dwindling away. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I remember seeing them on the pegs and I remember seeing the Hasbros on the pegs. That, that's my more vivid memory of seeing those. And those were just like, whoa, I have to have these.
2: Mm-hmm. But well, you, And you go back to those days of uh, – of, uh, you go back to the Toys R Us days. And, you know, it was always – it was Saturday mornings. We could, I'll remember this forever is we were – my brother and I, you know, and I'm, I'm probably going to be nerding out too with this. My brother and I would always do uh, Saturday morning bowling. At nine o'clock in the morning, and we'd finish with that, and we'd go back. and My mom would take us to the Toys R Us by our house, and we each get get a figure. Oh, we could do awesome, it yeah. once. We could do it once a month, and that's and that was it. You could you had to make it last a month. I said okay. So, and then and that's really like you said, you get those Hasbros out there, and that's you get those pegs, and it's like, oh man, I want this one, but I really want that one. And then, you know, having a younger brother, we'd always trade. Well, quote unquote trade because push comes to shove, we always got them back anyways. So, um, but yeah, it's just like I said, it's just a great community.
0: It really is, man. And you know, I think you know, there's been times too, kind of before, because I, I I've gone in waves too with figure collecting because I think we've all had that thought of like, eh, I'm too old for this or. I don't really need. To, I don't really need this, you know, because I I, uh, I actually found something for one of my friends here in town the other day, and I sent him a picture with the caption, "Do you need this?" And his response was so hilarious. I thought he goes, "No, I don't need any of this. Do I want <laughs> this?" Yes. Oh, <laughs> well, that's, like, well, that's touche, the same. Touche. But. Well, that,
2: that's the same thing with us. It's like, okay, my my wife or whatever will go to Walmart or Target. I said she knows now to look by the figure aisle because. Uh, you know, every once in a while, I'll surprise my son or something. I've, I've got him uh, one of the ricochets. Um, it was the one he wore at, I forgot what pay-per-view it was, but it was the, um, I call it the Mar- the uh, Marvel costume that he has. It's the blue and the black, the oh, whole yeah, yeah, the yeah. one piece. I got him that, and I got them in the Alistair Black and two of his favorite wrestlers. I'm like, okay. And they just see his face light up, I'm like, okay, now it's worth it, because that's how, that's how I felt.
0: Sure, absolutely. And that's what's that's what's so cool about it is too is like when I see my nephew, when he flips out about a figure, oh can I get it, can I get it? Can I get it? And it's just like I can't tell him no, you know what I mean? Because I remember that feeling, you know, I remember that feeling of like wanting that figure so bad, so bad, I had to have it. And to me like that that's that's what's so cool about it. But you know, I mean, there's times, like I said, I remember at one point specifically I saw a defining moments, Bret Hart it was from the Canadian stampede pay-per-view at Walmart. Mm-hmm. It's like 25 bucks and I was wanting it. And, um, I was like, oh, I really want this. But I thought, you know what? I need to stop. I need to stop buying toys. I just, I can't, you know, I don't, I don't need to buy figures anymore. And so I put it back on the, on the shelf. I was like, I just, I, I don't, I don't need this. And you know, at the time I was on a bigger budget than I am now. I didn't have a lot of space. Um, to, to display anything. So my thought was if I buy this, I don't really want to open it because it's such a good package. So it's just going to sit in my closet. So what's the point? You know, and again, it's just, it is what it is. And I, I think about that now and I kick myself cause I figures so valuable, but mm-hmm. that's part of the game, you know? And so now like, I, I think to me, like uh, if I have a day off work, because like I, I was telling you before, my schedule is kind of, kind of all over the place. So if I have a day off work and I want to go to Target and I want to buy a figure or I want to, it's like, to me, that's what, that's a hobby. That's, that's part of me. That's my detox from work, I guess, you know, is getting to go and maybe buy a figure here and there or just, or just to even see what they have. Like that's, that's a big thing. And I think, you know, for a lot of people in this community, you know, cause I'm, I'm meeting so many people in this community, like Scott from fully Posable is a great example. He loves GI Joe figures. So do I now we can connect on more than just wrestling. He's gotten mm-hmm. Jeff into GI Joe figures. I've, you know, talked to other people who are into the NECA Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So it's like all these different things that you want to collect and get into. It's and it, it's really cool to find that like-minded group of people that are all into this. So I, that to me is the best part.
2: Yeah, and just it just snowballs after that. You right. know, it's just not wrestling figures anymore. Like you said, it's Ninja Turtles, it's GI Joes, it's he Man, it's this, it's right. that. Yeah, that's it's, another, that yeah. Yeah. And it's just like you, know, you see you go back to your you know your eight year old seven year old self and it's like, oh man, I want this, I want this, but do I really need it or can I afford it right you know, there's a difference between that all
0: <laughs> there, there definitely definitely is and you know be being an adult sometimes means making those tough decisions and you know thinking like hmm if I buy this and I just eat ramen noodles for three days, you
2: know, because
0: we've all we've all had that thought, you know, it definitely happens. But anyway, man, we're wrapping up on time here. It was super fun getting to get to chat with you today. I really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, Let let people know where they can find you, where they can find your podcast and all that stuff. Go and throw your plugs out there.
2: No, and it's definitely a pleasure to finally sit down and chat with you again. Had fun the first time when I had you on my show. And it's always, you know, it's always great to go on shows and kind of, you know, you know, just talk wrestling. You know, like I said, um, but no, you can find me on Twitter at ringside r- rins- excuse me ringside rant underscore rj, uh, Facebook, um, just search ringside rant, you can find it right there. Um, Instagram ringside underscore rant. Um, you can find the podcast pretty much wherever you get podcasts. You know, where I'm on um, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, I'm on what's the other one anchor uh I'm also a part of the uh, f- uh full press coverage network uh fullpresscoverage.com absolutely fantastic family over there couldn't you know gotten got um hooked up with them uh, a few months uh, number of months ago and uh you know couldn't have you know chosen a better network to be a part of um and then uh, you can also head over to WhatAManeuver.net. Check out my merchandise store there. Um, great, another great part partner that I'm thrilled to be a part of. Um, that uh, you know, all the great merch over there: t-shirts, hoodies, you know, long sleeve shirts, tank tops. You know, I know uh, Jeff with One F is sporting his uh, his tank top out there in California, California during these hot, hot days. So, um, yeah, check that out if. Uh, you know, give, go over, give me a five star review, appreciate it, and um, you know, a lot of good stuff coming up. You know, what I mean, like I said, I'm talking to um, Seth on Monday from uh, Ringside uh, Design, kind of just shooting the uh, shooting the bull kind of thing, and that's you know it seems to be you know what a lot of people like is these you know when we watch these matches, you know, what I mean, and it's bringing, like I said, this is that nostalgic feeling, man.
0: No, it definitely is, and I think that's what's that's what's so cool is you know, you asked me what match I wanted to watch. And, um, if anyone has not heard that yet, go, go check the episode. I was on ringside rant. We actually watched, yeah. uh, the British bulldog versus Bret Hart from in your house. I believe it was in your house five and yeah, five, four or
2: five. One of the two. Yeah. yeah.
0: It was, it was December of 95. I remember that they had a bloodbath Yeah, and it's kind of one of those hidden gems of matches. Cause people remember Wembley stadium, but they don't always remember that one. And, um, I kind of pitched that one to you, and you were you were all about it. You're like, "Oh, that's awesome," you know, because you haven't you haven't done that one yet. So, like yeah. you said, it's it's nostalgic. It's it's fun. It's like, "Hey, I get to watch a wrestling match I actually want to watch." So, mm-hmm. uh, definitely cool stuff. So, I definitely recommend checking out Ringside Rant and uh, all the cool guests you got coming up there, man.
2: Yeah, I also do. Well, before I forget, I was just I just remembered it. I actually do an article for uh, doing the favorite dot com oh, uh, nice. matches that matches that shaped us. Where I grab a match from similar to what, you know, I do with Ringside Ramp, but I, I try to figure out matches that really kind of shape the, the history, shape, you know, the fans going forward. You know, I've done um, oh, uh, Breton Owen from 10. I've done um, Rock and Austin. I've done Rock and Hogan. I've done a lot of these great matches. I've done RVD and Tommy Dreamer from ECW. Nice. Um, so yeah, I, 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 try to get those out as frequently as possible. At least on a consistent basis sometimes, sometimes, you know, life happens and sure. you can't get them out. So I try to, especially when I'm off this week, I'm hopefully I'll be able to write a few of them to kind of put them in the can in case, uh, God forbid anything were to happen, but yeah, check them out, doingthefavor.com. Um, great website that, uh, um, Eric and, and Barry and more importantly, Rachel, um, Who's a marketing director over there? Absolutely fantastic job that they're doing over there with the website. Yeah, that. um, awesome. so go, so go check that out. Go and uh, um, become uh, sign up for that because you know, like I said, it's a part of that community, man. And that's you know a perfect example on people helping other people, people meeting people, and just making you know, not only the wrestling community, the podcast community, but the figure collecting community so much better and make it, make it for everybody.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think that that's, that's great stuff, but, uh, I don't want to keep you here all day. Uh, I know you probably got a, a big weekend plan, but RJ, I appreciate you being on man. And hopefully we can do it again down the road.
2: Anytime breaker. It's always a pleasure to be, uh, to be on and talk with you. Cool. Thanks, man.
0: Big thank you to RJ from Ringside Ram for being back on the show. And uh, next week, we got a returning favorite. Yeah, we do. Japanese John Webb. Yeah. Back on the show. He yeah, hasn't been on the show in like two years, man. That's insane. It's crazy, isn't it? That's absolutely insane. Well, we got to dive into some chalk line talk here. And then, of course, we got to dive into some PHPW. I was hoping today we would get to... Uh, to another Tiger Electronics game, but you know, we kind of ran out of time. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Those Tiger Electronics, they'll be there. They'll be there. We can definitely get, get to them next week. So i got to talk about one of the first reveals um, that I legit was like, whoa, when I saw it. And I'm talking about Chalkline showing off some Legends of the Hidden Temple shorts. Yeah. Dude, I, I actually texted you about these. I was like, oh, my God. Because yes. we, we had just done a watch-along for the energy shot sure and you know we both kind of agreed that this show kind of held up um what do you think of these shorts man
1: i dig them yeah i dig them they um just i mean pretty simple you know black and the 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 yellow i mean the dark yellow and then you got the logos for all the
0: all the different teams charlie shaw will be happy that the purple parrots are you know right there at the top oh yeah. yeah that was his favorite obviously yeah but yeah i thought those were super cool i was like oh man but i the, what excites me is if they're going to make legends of the hidden temple that means they got to do like double dare and guts, right? You'd think so, yeah. So hopefully that, that definitely happens. A couple other short reveals uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. This is a weird one, <laughs> but yeah. fun, but definitely weird.
1: Yeah, it's um, not necessarily ones that I would buy, but you know, is what it is.
0: Poltergeist, m- more from the horror genre, which is sure. interesting. Um, and then another pair of Bloodsport. Yeah. These are kind of more almost like fight shorts, I guess, kind of more traditional looking, but definitely cool. Yeah. So Chalk Line always, always uh, diving into some cool stuff. And then a teaser where they showed Oz, which I'm like, hmm. We're going to get some Oz shorts? Dude, if we got some Oz shorts, I'd be all over that. I I would wear that straight up robe right there. Yeah. That's, oh, that's yeah. amazing.
1: How, how are we not getting no Cobra Kai stuff these days, man? That's That stuff's so hot right now.
0: I'm surprised, actually. And I'm, I'm they may not have a deal with them yet, but if they don't, I imagine they're working on it. Yeah, you'd think, you'd think so. That would be that would be super cool. Now we got to dive into PHPW, man. So we've had now two weeks mm-hmm. of adrenaline. Yeah, we have the semifinals set for the uh, for the title tournament finals, which takes place on October the thirty first at Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds. Yes, our pay per view event that does not cost any money. Right. Um. So you know, week one we saw Jordan Zeilinger kind of in a in a shock. I think he mm-hmm. defeats Poetic Prophet. Yeah. Start off with a bang, and then we saw um, uh, Soda Hunter beat David Thomas, he moves on to the semifinals. This past week, we saw um, Big Chuck defeat that son-of-a-bitch Eric Barker. Yep. Which, you know, I will say this. Big Chuck messaged me. He's like, if I did not beat Eric Barker, I would just, like, quit everything. I think <laughs> is what he said. I was like, I mean, we, we we assumed, like, he'd just block us on all social media. If that right, happened. yeah.
1: He but, would just ghost us on everything. Yep.
0: Yeah, and then, and then we saw... Our main event was uh, Travis Fowler and Mike the Cleaner, and this was kind of one of those I was like, I don't know, man, this could go either way.
1: Right, yeah, and that that was uh, that was a big time up in the air, and at the end of it, Mike the Cleaner pulled it out, man. I he mean, did. He folded old Travis's ass up.
0: He legitimately did. Legit did. Winner by submission. With that, so. uh, with that cleaner clutch, the as cle- I like to call it. The cleaner clutch, I like it. <laughs> Dude, everyone's loving PHPW. Hell yeah. It's been a lot of fun. I, I feel like... Uh, from our end we weren't really sure what we had here yeah and um you know i've had a couple of people say like man why only two matches we both thought that's more than enough and people will get bored with this
1: right because it's a video game and you know it's not it's not live action we didn't want to we didn't want to do too much
0: everyone's telling me they want more yeah and i know on episode four i think we have at least three matches
1: yeah so yeah episode four has got three matches and then um uh, i believe we got uh
0: Five that we're gonna schedule in, pencil in for the pay per view, right? So, and and we're we're super stoked about this, and it will get better too as it goes. Sure, we're gonna figure out more of what we're doing and stuff like that, and getting more people to debut. And like we said, we can't debut everybody at once, right? But I knew I do know there are some debuts in episode four. Yes, so stay tuned for that. But I think everyone's digging it, man. It's it's a super fun thing, and if you guys haven't checked it out, just search PHPW on YouTube. There's also PHP Wrestling on Twitter. Find mm-hmm. us on there. And we have all the links there. And it's it's a lot of fun. Everyone's, Absolutely. Everyone's involved. You've shown me some new characters, which I'm super stoked about. Yeah. I mean, we got character
1: characters set to debut all the way up until the end of November. Man. Absolutely. I mean, we, we we got some stuff coming.
0: We're going to see someone, you know, that brings the terror, that flaps in the night. I mean, yes. Like-
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have exactly. got, some, got some stuff cooking. I'm excited about
0: it. It's super fun, man. I, I'm all about PHPW, so check it out on YouTube. Yes. My mic just cut out for a second there. Oh, I, I think it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Uh,
1: you know what? I think that's it. Just make sure um, make sure you're following PHPW on YouTube. Make sure you're following the Twitter So for all the updates. And make sure you give this show rating and reviews, five star skis on
0: the old iTunes app. And I know there's people that have maybe wondered or like, am I a part of this? Am I not a part of this? If you interact with us, you're probably a part of this. Yeah. You just haven't shown up yet, right? And as far you, as PHPW, right? Yes, I'm. Saying? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. okay got, yes. it. got it. Got it. Yes. And you know, more people will show up. So yeah,
1: yeah. If you uh, if if you regularly interact with you, mean, it's good chance. Like you like to reiterate. I mean, yeah. I mean, it just we can only fit so much at a time, and so just.
0: Keep your pants on, fellas. And we have to get through this tournament, you know, obviously, right. which that will basically – the semifinals will conclude on week three.
1: Yeah, and that's, a, that's actually – that was the first time I noticed, like, oh, we need more matches because that show is pretty short. It's about 16 minutes long. So um, that's why week four, a little bit it, – it gets – it gets more uh, more like an actual wrestling show. Yeah, you know, I mean, I feel
0: like that's when we hit our stride, right?
1: Right, because me and Breaker are both on the show the entire time, and um, you know, it'll it, it gets fun, and then of course that that really kicks off the uh, stories and stuff like that. So. Absolutely, yeah.
0: And then the pay per view is a lot of fun. I think everyone will enjoy that. Absolutely, first champions crowned. Yep, some announcements are made. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. Good times. Now, and a lot of people have also thought. Is this over when the tournament's over? Absolutely not. No, this is going week to week, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so you just you just get get your ass ready. Buckle in. Yeah, it's going to be good times. And uh, of course, check out um, some of our fellow podcasting buddies, uh, Fully Poseable Jeff and Scott, the Wrestling Figure Podcast. Mm-hmm. Great dudes, great show. Um, you know, they're all about the wrestling figure talk. So check them out. We are not experts they are definitely the experts uh so give them a listen over there they drop a new show every sunday yes just like this show and then of course wreck my podcast with uh, jordan zeilinger and uh, his crew of uh, friends over there talking all things you know yeah. I think they're doing stuff on screen right now which yeah. is awesome
1: you know um speaking of wreck my podcast old jordan zeilinger sent me a message saying that uh down the road reckon my podcast might be stopping
0: by the old PHPW arena. Oh no, kidding! Yeah. Well, I mean, he's already kind of made his presence known. Man. I know. I mean, he's in the
1: semifinals. We could be having a, a WMP
0: invasion. We could be. You know, so we could see a lot of invasions. Yeah, we could. It'll be it'll be wild. Uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric over there. Um, super fun retro look at wrestling. Highly recommend that show. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry. Hilarious show, awesome dudes. Check them out. Yes, uh, trivia with buds with Ryan Buds. I love his new character with it's like him as Elvira. Yeah, so funny, amazing, so funny. So check him out. Awesome stuff. Elite 8 Showdown with old Big Chuck. He might be the snazziest dresser in PHPW. Yeah,
1: I I would say so. I would say if you haven't watched the episode, then you don't know yet. But uh, it's yeah, he's a uh, he's he's ready to cook the competition. Let's just say that. <laughs> The chef hat
0: and yeah. then the baby Bigelow pants. Yeah, like,
1: I mean, he's 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 ready for uh for war and for cooking.
0: <laughs> awesome stuff. And check out Elite Age showdown. It's just uh, a ridiculous look of, you know, and you know, Big Chuck. He he's. He's well prepared for this tournament. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what he does. Tournaments. Right. I mean, so. Right. And, and he went to the semifinals. Yeah, he did. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen there? Of course, he was up against Eric Barker. That's I mean, true. My God. Yeah. Talk about drawing a bye. Yeah, no kidding. Gosh dang. <laughs> uh, Ringside rant with RJ. Check out his show. Has a new guest every single week. Super fun. The Leisure and Lariats podcast with my buddy Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Check out his show drops a new episode every Friday. Mm-hmm. And then also Boots to the Face. Check them out. And as well as our good friend and artist at Art of Jason Wolf on Twitter. Awesome dude. I mean, he's I mean, the dude's so busy right now. Yeah. He's working at a freaking like haunted museum. Yeah. He's making custom Hasbro figures. Yeah. Sketch cards, art, the whole deal. The guy is just, he's all over the place, man. He's killing it. I love it. Yeah. He's been kinda of like putting out there on Facebook all the haunted uh things he's experiencing. Right, and I love it. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I messaged him, I was like, Well there would be a hole shaped like my body if I saw that. Yes. Because hell no, I'm getting <laughs> out of there. So but I think that's that's really cool that he's uh, he's working in a museum now. Absolutely. Uh, Grapple Holden to be the man. If you like wrestling, comic books, check both of those out on Amazon. To be the man's also on Comicsology, and Grapple holds written by uh, David Thomas. Yeah, part of PHPW.
1: Absolutely, yeah, good friend of the show and a uh, a a combatant in in the uh,
0: PHPW. Absolutely, uh, Bane. All of his music available on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your music. Check it out. Yes. Um, we also have uh, other podcasts. I do "Back to the Nintendo," which dropped uh, "Attack of the Killer Tomatoes." Yeah, uh, that's kind of a fun one, right? Yeah, very super interesting, fun. very interesting topic. But it was like, you know kind of a cult classic movie and an animated series back in the day. So right. why wouldn't it be a Nintendo game? Why wouldn't it be? And then of course, uh, "No Holds Barred" with Bill Venus. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like, I don't even know what to say.
1: I don't know. How do I keep getting attacked for his stupidity? That's what I want to know. How does how does Barry Frost always attack me for Bill's stupidity?
0: Well, Barry Frost is, he's a I mean I love, he's a, I love Barry. He's a Beanist apologist though.
1: I, yeah, he is. I and I don't get it. I love Barry, but you know the fact that the fact that he's always, you know,
0: team Venus just really just he's one of them Venus boys. It
1: chaps my ass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, Bill was having a tough week. I mean, all with the note and everything. Yeah, I mean, all know. things
1: considered, I could have been a little bit nicer, I guess. I don't know. I don't but, know that, but I mean, there's been plenty of times where he's just not let up on me. Oh know? yeah, he's a sack of shit. And he tried to fire Kevin just a couple of weeks ago. I know. I'm still a little bit perturbed about that.
0: I mean, you got your hands full over there, no holds barred. Uh, I do. It's a. Uh, it's quite a quite a deal. Yeah. And uh, you, so you can check that out, uh, Back to the Nintendos every Friday, No Holds bar with Bill Benis every Tuesday. Yes. And then if you want to be a patron and help support us, check us out, patreon.com forward slash BBPH. Mm-hmm. Uh, $5 a month gives you two gifts every year. Yep. $3 a month gives you one gift every year. Yep. And you can also just do $1 a month to show your support, and you get early access to po- uh, Power Hour Pro Wrestling, PHPW, and you get the energy shot every week.
1: Yeah, and... That also gets you a um, a um, kind of a shot to the moon, so to speak, as far as the PHPW roster. Right. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of been the whole gimmick. Is you know, this thing was based kind of around our our Patreon. So if you're if you're a Patreon, that kind of shoots you right up there to that heavyweight uh, championship division. So.
0: Absolutely. So the tournament's already set; and it's already happening. But I think right. soon thereafter, if you sign up, which we had a new sign up recently, we did.
1: Yeah. So. Um, so he will be making his debut we got him penciled in as far as when he's going to make his debut it's a little bit later than i'd like but that's just that's how it goes when you're recording these so far in advance but, sure uh but we're getting him up there as quick as we can and it's it's
0: going to be good times it's going to be awesome i'm I'm looking forward to it and then of course um average panda and outsiders beard co mm-hmm. um any, any new developments over there uh no
1: since i don't have my taste of smell back i can't really do <laughs> i can't really do a. Uh, my sense of smell i can't really do much on the outsider's beard coat but uh, i am i am you know past the COVID thing so we're kicking kicking things back into gear i know we're about halfway through october but still got a few more weeks i mean we we can um I'm, I'm still pushing that candle jack right along so boom, check it out while you can and as soon as i get this damn sense of smell back i got about three different scents i'm working on for christmas so um i, I actually started that process Right before I found out I had COVID, so, and then right before I lost my sense of smell, so it's um,
0: that'll be cooking pretty soon. I wonder if in your sense of smell and taste comes back. What if it's different? I would be pissed. Like, what if you taste orange chicken from Panda and you're like, I don't like this anymore. Right,
1: or like anything barbecue, and I'm like, I
0: nah, I don't
1: like I don't like barbecue anymore. Give me a plate of tofu. I would want to die.
0: I I can't imagine anyone's gonna be like, I don't like barbecue. I hate good tasting meats yeah
1: i just I, I want all the meats in my face right now
0: <laughs> right now and I right wanna, now. i want to taste them I want to taste them and then of course all of our t-shirts are available pro com forward slash brian breaker bbph.redbubble.com Whatabaneuver.net. Bane has a store there we also have our breaker and Bane's power hour store with our new uh gi joe style design
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i'm actually wearing this right now it's available on Redbubble. It's the official Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds t-shirt, man. Yes. You can get it in pretty much any product Redbubble offers, but it's our first pay-per-view. I think it's it's fun, man. It's a pay-per-view yeah. shirt.
1: Hell yeah. I dig it, man. I uh, I think it's I think it's good quality. They did a good job on mm-hmm. it. You know, I, I dig it. So yeah, check it out.
0: Boom. So anyway, next week John Webb will be our special guest. Oh yeah. And uh that'll be awesome, man. So yeah. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Main's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace, easy.
1: Yeah. One more time. It's good. It was really good. Pretty good.
0: Nah, that son of a bitch Eric Barker. You son of a bitch.
1: Can't dig it.
0: Nailed it. Nailed it perfect. Put, put it on the internet.